You're listening to Omega Man Radio. T minus 10, 9, 8, the clock is operating. We're underway. The show is about to begin. You're listening. You're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. Welcome back. This is a live show, Thursday, January 18th, 2024. And Brother Daniel, let's do a sound check with you. Hey, I'm on, and I've got the right mic in front of me. Ah, that sounds better. Okay, fantastic. Uh, hey, Happy New Year to both you and Brother Ralph. It's Thank been a so while, much. my friend. It has been a while. I'll tell you what, we've, we've been through a lot of world changes, haven't we? since our last show. No kidding. <laughs> well, gentlemen, I'm excited to have you both on, and uh, I'm going to give the mic to you all. Would you like to open us up in prayer tonight? Who would like to do the honor? Dan, go for it. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you this evening for Holy Spirit intervention in our minds, in our spirit men. As many things are unfolding in the world, you have always put us in front You've always make a way of escape. You always give a plan, and you always have a powerful counterpunch to anything our enemies would be trying against us. And so sharpen us, hone us, and prepare us tonight, Lord, to receive wisdom and revelation from your throne room so that we can walk in victory and authority in these coming years. In Jesus' name, amen. I say amen, amen to that. Gentlemen, this is an open mic, so either you jump in at any time, and uh, I'll throw it over to you. Take it away. Awesome. Ralph. Thanks. Appreciate that, Shannon. Um, so, folks, just to kind of set the stage a little bit, uh, Dr. Daines is down in Central America in Panama. I'm up in uh, eastern Canada. We go back over a quarter of a century. We're very dear friends. We've had the privilege of being on Shannon's radio show several different times. And um, we, because of some developments are happening in Panama, uh, we reached out to Shannon a couple of days ago and said, listen, there's a lot of stuff happening that the general public is simply not hearing anything about. So what we want to do in the next hour, and we're going to cover a ton of territory in the next hour, throw out some bullet points to you, Dan, 
get you to fill in the blanks. You know a whole lot more than I do. And uh, um, what we're going to do is present a scenario, some of which some of you folks would be familiar with, and some of which some of you folks may have never heard before. But I will say this in advance. I don't think anybody with a lick of common sense can look out the window and realize something is not right. Something is simply not right. A lot of things are changing very, very quickly. Even where we are in Atlantic Canada right now, the just the level of homelessness and people, folks, it's cold here tonight, okay? It's like minus, roughly minus 10. We have people sleeping in tents and sleeping bags downtown in the center of the city that we live in, in Halifax, Nova Scotia. We've never seen the volume of what's going on here before. Two-bedroom apartments are going for $2,700 a month plus utilities. People are losing their homes. It's very, very serious. Having said all that, we're going to cover some high-level bullet points. And then, Dan, I want you to kind of go through and address the points because at the end of this, we have solutions. And as Dan said in the beginning, God is not caught unawares. He's equipping the church. We are the solution and we have the answer our mission right now is to wake the church up so that they can be the solution so dan are you okay if i just cover some high level points and let you run with it from there go for it yeah okay so first of all i will say this some of the stuff that we're going to tell you about you're really going to have to dig on the internet a lot of the information that we're going to share um has either been very available to quite recently and all of a sudden just literally disappeared dan i told you the other day i went to dig up stuff that i see all the time it's just simply gone so case in point, um, we'll talk a little bit about the World Economic Forum um, and the United Nations Agenda 2020 and Agenda 2030. And Bill they're Gates, meeting right now in Davos. They're, absolutely, they're meeting right now. And one of the key points on their agenda, people listen carefully, is population reduction. If you go online and Google search the Georgia Guidestones in Elberton, Georgia, it's a monolith that mysteriously was put up, I think, in the 80s to this day nobody knows who paid for it and on that monolith um, there were 10 guiding principles for humanity and the number one principle on the georgia guidestones says i'm reading it right now maintain humanity under 500 million people under 500 million people in perpetual balance with nature it said that was one that was the very first one the un agenda 2020 agenda 2030 the World Economic Forum, um, the, like, say, Bill Gates, th- this is a primary, primary key point with them right now is population reduction. And kind of the methodology behind that is all-encompassing. But one of the things that we've noticed in uh, with Dr. Dave's operation in Panama, and you may want to l- jot this down, after the call, go to globalfoodproviders.com, Global food providers.com uh dan and his wife have been in central america forever and ever and ever producing food for the poor and we'll let dan get into that a little bit but because of their involvement down there they become very aware of the patterns that have started to take place in central america and specifically in panama and as of late uh between the strikes that have happened the government cutting off paycheck to uh, government employees and Dan again. I'm going to throw this over to you shortly, but I know that I think you told me that just the teachers alone have not been paid in over six months. This is very serious, folks. There's been massive food shortages. The rice has been cut off almost to non-existent at one point, not that long ago. Fertilizer has been cut off. The farmers are struggling to stay afloat. Um, 
COVID is all of a sudden magically just coming back. All of a sudden, they're going, oh, hold it, COVID, you got to wear masks. This is all starting all over again. They're controlling the population in Panama with fear. We've just discovered recently, and again, Dan, I'll do the bullet points and let you jump in. We've just discovered recently that they, and Dan will correct me on this, that they've called uh, an election for, uh, you know, the, the president of Panama, and, and nobody's contesting. Like, there's no opposition. And within the context of that, a, a judicial law has just been passed, essentially, completely outlawing free speech, and I mean outlawing free speech if you challenge the government if you challenge anything that they have to say if they're in that dan will get into more encompassing stuff you can literally go to jail so how are you supposed to contest the government in election if you're not allowed to open your mouth because you might go to jail the the panama canal is under basically under siege there's very little water um there's very few boats coming through a lot of that's contrived and on top of everything else that's happening down there right now they're talking about disease x coming back and they haven't even told us what that is but by the way the vaccines are ready and up through the darien gap which comes up through central south america central america and into the southern united states some of the most dangerous territory on the earth to traverse through the jungle which is now being turned into a makeshift highway paid by the biden administration there are literally tens of thousands of people pouring into the southern United States, coming right up through Panama, through Central America, and into Texas, and invading the U.S. And the and the luxury buses are being paid by, by the U.S. government. I mean, this is insanity, what's going on here. So all of that gives you a high level as to where we're going tonight to wake everybody up to how rea- realistic all this is. Because, Dan, you have told me over and over again what happens in Central America is what's going to happen globally because it's going to start to affect the U.S. It's already affecting Canada. So with all those high points, Dan, I'm going to kick it over to you. Let you tackle some of those bullet points. Talk a little bit about global food providers. Talk a little bit about the solutions that we have in our kind of our back pocket. I know here it's so cold right now we can't grow anything, but we can certainly store up stuff and dehydrate everything in sight. Um, and just kind of kick it over from there and let you run with it, buddy. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much. And thanks for that um, overview, Ralph. Well, um, first of all, I would like to say to everyone who's listening, I want you to listen to what we're saying, but even deeper, I want you to listen to what we're not saying. And listen, because as we're speaking, I believe the Holy Spirit is going to speak to you and he's going to give you things. You need to just start writing notes, my friend. Start taking notes, because if we are speaking by the Spirit of God, you're going to start getting divine directions for your locale, your location, your your family, what's going on in your life. You're going to be getting a strategy from the Holy Spirit. I could be talking about rice in China, and you're going to get a strategy for beans in your town. Okay, so uh, with that, be very, very careful to listen to what the Spirit is saying as as we're speaking. Um, yes, right now, the World Health Organization, the World Economic Forum, all the three-letter agencies are all moving together. Uh, there's a big meeting right now in Davos, I think it's Switzerland, and they are coming out swinging. They're not hiding anymore. They used to hide, but now they're not hiding. They're coming straight out and telling us what they think. 
Now, a lot of people would say, you know, in the past, oh, it's just a conspiracy theory. But I want to I want to warn all of us, don't forsake your watchers. Because watchers have been given to you by God. Their job is to watch the wall while you sleep. While you rest and while you work, they're watching the wall. And when they start sounding the alarm, God has told them, if you don't sound the alarm and destruction comes, your their blood is on your hands. But if you sound the alarm and they don't listen, you're free. You're free. And uh, so it's very important. So many people in the world and even in the church world have forsaken their watchers. They continue to sleep or say, hey, shut up there on the wall. And the watchers are shouting, prepare, prepare. The enemy is coming. And uh, I just want to make sure that we understand you have a, you have a group of watchers God has brought to you through the Omega Man radio program. God bless this program because of all of the guests all speaking a common theme. The Holy Spirit saying the same thing day after day after day. You could just jump on any time and you can hear the Spirit saying the same thing. It's amazing. So uh, with all of that. Understand this, that our enemy, the great prince of darkness who has been defeated 100%, we say disarmed and defeated. He can't walk and he can't swing because of Jesus and the blood of Jesus, the work of the cross. However, um, uh, he does still move in deception and he's doing everything he can. This is, I believe, this is his end game. At least for our generation, this is his end game, and he's trying to wrap this thing up and swallow it in darkness. But we say, not on our watch. It's not right. going to happen. Not, not on our watch. So with that, um, understand the World Economic Forum um, has put their soldiers in government power positions, military positions, business positions, all over the world. They've been spending decades doing this. They're now in place, and they are making their move. We know they're always going to misstep. They're going to do something wrong, but it doesn't mean a lot of people aren't going to get hurt in, in on the way to them failing. So we want to make sure that it's not you that gets hurt. We want to make sure that you walk in victory and you are well protected. Listen to your watchers. Listen to the Holy Spirit. And most of all, move. Don't sit idle and don't look at this thing like a deer in headlights. Move, 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 and God will bless you. I'm going to tell you in just a little while here how to build an ark of safety and then get in that thing and it will take you straight to the other side of this mess. All right. So um, right now, uh, Davos, the, the globalists, these elitists, they are saying right now, I just heard them yesterday. They brought out a new world word. It's called Echocide. And did you know that our farmers are, are committing Echocide? They're destroying the ecology of the world by farming. And they must be prosecuted. Our farmers must be prosecuted, jailed, and stripped from their lands. That is what they're saying right now. 
Did you know that the Netherlands a few months ago pulled their tractors out and and they revolted against their government who said, you got to stop farming? Germany right now is revolting. I believe this is day six. Shut down the cities with thousands of tractors. They're, they're spraying cow dung on the government buildings and saying, not on our watch. You're not shutting the farms down. Ralph, you had a Canadian situation where all the farmers happily and peacefully met in Canada to refute and say no to the same scenario, and they were blackballed, weren't they? Yeah, that's right. Yep, yep, they were knocked out. They were knocked out. They, they, uh, the government went after their bank accounts, seized their accounts, took many of their licenses, I think took some of the trucks. I mean, really came down hard on them, and they were being so peaceful, just trying to put the word out, no, we're peacefully resisting, we need to keep farming. Now, friends, my wife, before we became farmers, she didn't ever need farming uh, produce because she got all her food down at the grocery store, and uh, she didn't need farmers. The food was at the grocery store. <laughs> and uh, if I were ever to say, hey, let's go get a holiday turkey or something, she'd go, no, 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 no. I, we get our turkeys down at the grocery store where no animals were harmed. Well, we now know as farmers, if it's not for the farmers, there is no food in those grocery stores. And friends, what they are saying, and if you will listen carefully, and I don't want you to listen too long because you can get really you can really get in, in a depressed mode if you listen too long to these idiots. But they're saying we need uh, carbon reduction. The, what they're really saying is you, my friend, are carbon, and they need to reduce you. Uh, yes, farms create carbon, and, uh, and they need to reduce the farms. But if we reduce the farms, we reduce you because you starve. They are secretly, quietly, and now actually overtly saying uh, that they are standing against humanity. What they're not telling us yet is the goal is 500 million people. Ralph just told us that. Now, we're shooting a lot of stuff at you. You can, you can research it later. These people are Luciferians. They worship the devil. They're controlled by the devil. Many of them are aircraft carriers for the demonic which fly off and land on them like jets on an aircraft carrier. And these people, Satan worshipers, they find no greater pleasure than to destroy God's creation. That's you. To try to put you in the grave, to try to bring darkness on planet Earth. The Bible says that the Earth belongs to the Lord and the fullness, the population, the people are all his. And if the devil can take a bunch of them out, It will be a great victory of dark warfare for him. Not on our watch because we are well informed and we are always able to stay ahead. Just like Jesus stayed ahead of the Pharisees trying to kill him, stone him, take him out. He was always a step ahead of them. And he, uh, they even put him on the edge of the cliff once. Have you ever felt like the devil's putting you on the edge of the cliff? They put Jesus on the edge of the cliff and said, we're going to throw you over because you're a blasphemer. And he said, listen. I'm going to lay my life down for you, but you're not going to take my life from me. I determine when I lay it down. And with that, he walked straight through them and left. 
the scene. This exact same scenario is ours today. Okay, back to Echoside and back to these Luciferians. They must tell you by their own code. They've got to tell you, even though they may tell you in veiled language, what they're going to do. They're going to tell you, and then they do it. And they say, look, we already told you we were going to do it. If you didn't hear us, if you didn't figure the code out, that's not our problem. As Ralph said, the Georgia Guidestones have been up here for, what, 25, 35 years? I don't know. My entire life, the Georgia Guidestones have been sitting there blaring at us, saying 500 million people and a whole bunch of other garbage and socialist communist crap. And so uh, these uh, the Georgia Guidestones, if you didn't know anything about them, look up what they've said. And remember this, they were they were destroyed this last year. We don't know who. Someone blew them up. Blew them up, scraped them away, and whoever built them says, we don't need them anymore. We already told you what we're going to do. Now, friend, um, if they who do have great power, they've got power over militaries, political companies, food production, they got a lot of power. They're always going to misstep at the end. They're going to miss it. But uh, they're doing everything they can. And as Ralph said, population reduction is the goal. That means if they are successful in any way, shape, or form, listen carefully to me. You have a one in four to one in six chance of making it through what they're talking about right now, disease X. You got a one in six chance of making it. Number one, I want to encourage you and I want to put the word of God into you and tell you, I don't care if you're a mama, a grandma, a, uh, a young man, an old man, I don't care who you are, God has called you for this day, not to run away, not to dig a hole and hide, but to run headlong into this fire, just like God's fiery ambassadors always do. God anoints us for this time. This is our greatest day to win souls, to see people come into the kingdom, to be born again, Great victory, signs, wonders, miracles following. This is not a day to be some dead, non-believing, lukewarm Christian. This is a day to arm up and move forward. That being said, hey, the devil could possibly, he could take me out in Panama this year. If so, it has been an extreme privilege knowing you all. And I move forward in Jesus, fearless, ready to do the Lord's bidding, and I will not I will not move backwards. I will not run away. And I know that that same Holy Spirit can come upon you if you'll just say, I do. Also, make sure your eternity is secured. You may be listening tonight and you don't know Jesus really. It's really time to know him because... Just at the bottom line, these boys are trying to move disease X together. China just told us they've created a coronavirus this last week. They announced it, that it's a 100% kill rate. If it's released, it's a 100% kill rate. You get it? That's it. Unless God gives you a miracle, you're gone. You're one of the population 
that's reduced. You, you need to know where you're going for eternity. You need to not fear death, but fear God, who has the power of life and death. And understand this, if they unleash something, and all of us here on this radio program are gone next month, next year, it's been a, an extreme privilege. I pray that you're listening to this voice and God himself empowers you to run headlong into the fire and take this mantle as far as farther than we could take it, as far as God will allow you to take it. Go and run forward in victory. So I wanted to say that because in Panama right now, I'm going to give you a quick overview of what's happening in Panama. And Panama is kind of the litmus test for the globalists. I'm not going to get into the details of who owns Panama, what families and what systems are in charge of all of Panama. That's a whole another program. But Panama is the litmus test for all Latin America. What goes here and what's allowed here will be allowed and will go in the rest of Latin America. Right now, Panama is in disarray. We've had three national shutdowns in three years. The first one was COVID. The next year was another crazy lockdown. And just this last October, November Going into beginning of December, we were locked down again for five weeks because of a mining issue, and the people revolted, and the whole place shut down. Gas went to 15 to $20 a gallon, if you could get it. Everyone lost their jobs. Food stopped running in the Cherokee province where we were at. Uh, Cherokee suffered greatly. The rest of Panama didn't suffer so greatly, but Cherokee, which is the food-producing center of Panama, Cherokee, just about went under. So many farmers have gone under. They're looking for a loan right now just to get more seed. They couldn't get their food out of the ground for five weeks. Nothing in, nothing out, everything locked down over a an illegal mining contract that the people revolted against. That happened here. It's going to happen more than likely in your area in the future. It's not going to be a mining contract but it'll be X, Y, or Z. It'll be something else where the people will revolt and everyone's going to get to pay a heavy price for that. When we were in lockdown, our farm, our dehydration center, we feed the poor. And we came down the, the fire uh, pole and jumped in our trucks and started feeding the poor when everyone uh, was, was out of work and out of money and out of food. And I got to tell you, even uh, this was our saying, so many people here were so poor, all they had was money. I'm going to say that again. Many here were so poor, all they had was money. They had wads of cash. There was no fuel, no propane. There was no, uh, no food coming up the mountain. Rice was hard to find in a lot of the little communities. We couldn't, we couldn't find food. Uh, the people couldn't find it. And if this would have gone another three or four weeks, it would have been a total mayhem, Mad Max meltdown in Cherokee, Panama. Thank God it was over as the elites were watching and testing. Now, I want to say this. In Panama City, they were also protesting. I saw a photo of thousands of people 
They were protesting against this mining contract. And they were saying no to the mine, no this 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 uh, international mine, which is owned by BlackRock and the other Raytheon and the other guys that are, are globalists. They're taking all of our goods, and we got to stop them now. And so they protested, and I saw the photo of thousands protesting, and right above them was a sign. It's a it's a, a, a billboard in Panama City that says, "We are all for Agenda 2030." They're protesting, and they shut down the food uh, providing province of Panama, and just about bankrupted the food producing province of Panama trying to shut down this mine. They had no idea what they were doing, but these elitist friends, they're playing 5D chess. We've been playing checkers, and it's time for the kingdom of God and the people of God to come up with the answers now, because people playing around in the world don't have a clue how to stop this, how to fight this, how to win against it. What I'm telling you is I have a friend who has government uh, officials, and he told me over dinner not long ago, he said, this government here has three ways to destroy Cherokee Panama, but you would never know it was them doing it. They already have those ways on the table. Why would they even think about destroying Cherokee? Because we're the food-providing part of Panama. And Agenda 2030 requires no more farms, no more cattle, no more chickens, no more pigs, no more, no more protein, no more. Because we have to reduce carbon. We've got to reduce the people. We've got to reduce the farming. Friends, Panama just underwent a massive attack, and most people have no clue what just happened. Although the Cherokee province is reeling right now and just trying to survive. Businesses trying to get back up on their feet again. Farmers looking for seed to plant again and try to keep going. It's been quite a process over the last few months here. What happened in Panama and forwarding the Agenda 2030 is coming to a town near you. I want you to understand that. Ralph, you would like to throw in here? Yeah, Dan, do a quick touch base on the stuff you were telling me about the upcoming elections and also that judicial move against free speech. Yes. Okay, we've said we said Agenda 2030. Agenda 2030. I'm going to show you biblically in a little bit here how Agenda 2030 fits with Pharaoh's template in uh, the Bible. Pharaoh and the famine uh, fits perfectly into Agenda 2030. Klaus Schwab has said to you, my friends, by 2030, you will own nothing and you will be happy. What he really means is if you make it to 2030, you'll be happy just to be alive, although we will own everything. And so what we have to understand is 2030 is the end date. Everything has to happen before then. It's not going to ramp up and get really bad January 2030. It'll be over with by January 2030. That means we're right now six years to the end. This year and the next couple years are going to ramp up absolute insane craziness. That being said, if those things are really going to happen, we're going to see disruptions in elections. 
We're going to see power grabs like you've never seen before in all of the nations of the world. We're going to see throne elections. We're going to see puppets put into position. We're going to see wars, 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 and a totally total dismantling of national sovereignty. We're going to see borders invaded by immigration. We're going to see millions and hundreds of millions being displaced, being lost, being easy prey for destruction. We're going to see a lot of things happening, and it's already ramping up. Right here in Panama right now, uh, we have a national, I believe it's once every five years, they elect the president here. And it's coming up in May, presidential election in May. There are so many candidates running for president right now that all the professionals have said, we don't even know. We can't cast a vote on who's going to win this. It's all wild card. It's all in the air. There's so many candidates running. However, there's no political campaigning taking place in my area. No one that I know in Panama has seen one political rally in this country. And we have an election in four months. Nothing. It's crickets. We also know that they're masking up. The government is putting out all kinds of, of material saying COVID is back. This is the strong strain. We're pulling out the the um, what all the machinery, the intubators, we're pulling it all out. Yeah, yeah and and we are uh, we're getting ready for it. And we all just matter of fact, one hundred and eighty three thousand doses of the new strain um, vaccine just arrived today in Panama, and we are getting ready for another big hit. Well. There's a lot of people thinking they're going to lock this doggone country down again in fear, mask them, vax them, put the fear of God in them, and send them all a phone app and say, your presidential election, you will vote by phone. And everyone I know, everyone I talk to, they all believe, who knows if it will, but they all believe this election is going to be thrown in May. And there's no need to campaign because it's already a done deal. That just well, sounds so well, anti-everything and crazy, on, doesn't it? But On top uh, of that, Dan, one of the things yes. that you mentioned in the middle of all this, let me just jump in real quick. In order to be able to campaign, you have to take a stand against certain things that the government represents. And all that has just come under judicial contest, is it not? The last couple of this days? last week. Yes, Tell, the talk judicial, about that. We're starting the judicial to, just to laid something. down the law and said, if you, uh, if we consider what you've said hate speech or you're speaking against your government, you will be imprisoned. That was, that was the word that was sent out as a shockwave through Panama right before all of this coming up. Yeah, yeah. And. And here's the problem with hate speech, and I don't want to get you too far off the rails. I know we've got 25 minutes. Here's the problem with hate speech. Who's defining what that means? Because right yes. now they just took a they just they literally just took a shot right across the bow of the Christian Church in Panama, and the church doesn't realize what just happened. 
That's right. And usually the uh, the one who's going to ter- determine that is going to be a prosecuting attorney whose job is to throw people in prison, and he enjoys his job. So all of a sudden, you know, it's not like you're going to get a fair anything when the prosecutors come after you. So, yes, yeah. Uh, Panama's just taken a, 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 a heavy hit. Now, but remember, Pan- Panama's the litmus test. And so I don't care where you are listening to this uh, this meeting from, your, your First Amendment freedoms are on the line. Your freedom of speech is on the line. Your freedom and ability to protect yourself is on the line. Your ability to grow food, to feed your family is going on the line. Your abilities are being, they're, they're attempting to take it from you. Maybe some other night we'll talk about how they're going to take your land your house, your car, and your toaster from you. Uh, that is completely in the works. But what we have to understand is this is game on. This is warfare against us. They have declared war. We know who they are. We know who their front men are, at least, and we know their agenda. They have stated it clearly. So we need to be very, very wise. Wise as serpents, harmless as doves. Ralph. So, Dan, uh, and you and I talked about this a little bit. In a colder climate where we are, we're unable to do a lot of the stuff that you're doing. Storing up food and dehydrating here is critical at this point. But talk a little bit about what Global Food Providers is doing in Central America and the model, um, the duplicatable model that you've been using for years now, because your dehydration methodology has been nothing short of biblical in, in the number of people that you're feeding. I want you to focus on that a little bit, because in warmer climates, anybody can do what you're doing. Up here, we're kind of stuck at least for several months at this point, and really our best bet is to start storing up dry goods, dehydrate our own stuff with dehydrators, which you know a little bit about, but maybe cover yeah. some of the bases on that. Well, we're so happy as global food providers um, to we we were told by the Lord to step out here uh, in Panama and uh, and build a prototype, a prototype that can be scaled down to a home, down to a garage or a backyard, or up to a hundred hectares of farming. And that is exactly what we've done. We've built a scalable prototype. We're teaching people the secrets of how to get off grid. You may have heard about get, getting off grid with an electrical solar system. Well, we can show you how to get off grid and grow your own food without the need of commercial fertilizer. We've learned the secrets. We The, the secrets are applied. We grow the food and we dehydrate superfood powders Everything from carrots to tomatoes. If, if it's got water in it, we can dehydrate it and save the nutrition for up to two years. So we use in-ground growing. We use uh, hydroponics. We can do aquaponics. We know all of it. And uh, so we want to invite you to pursue us and learn how to grow, whether it's at farm level community level, church level, or right in your own home. There's ways that you can get busy and secure your home to grow food. Um, If you'll go to globalfoodproviders.com, you'll see uh, my wife's 
beautiful face and my uh, I got a face for radio, but I'm in there as well. And uh, uh, you'll see all, all of the things, some of the things we're doing. If you go to our YouTube channel, which is Global Food Providers, you'll see hundreds of videos, how-to videos. You'll see a lot of the secrets and the things that we're doing because we're just teaching people how to do it. But here's what I really want you to do. I'm just going to shoot this out. Front page of Global Food Providers. If you scroll down just a little ways, you will find it uh, where it says Joseph Project Emergency Leaders Initiative. Join it. It's 99 bucks. It puts you directly accessible to me 24-7 by WhatsApp and by Telegram. You are accessible to me. We can talk. We will also put you in a Telegram account where we have been building all of our secrets, and we continue daily all through the week. Yesterday was was water, food and water. We're going into now a 100-year water restriction cycle in the planet Earth that NASA just forgot to tell you about, and, and we're going to see the lakes and rivers dry up like like never before in our lives. It's happening right now. They're hitting lows and going to go lower in the coming six years. Friends, we'll just show you simply how to create your own water and pull it out of the doggone air right in your own house. You can have it and, uh, and we show these things, food systems, water systems, and so much more. We talk about it all. So I want to just encourage you to join in the Joseph Project Emergency Leaders Initiative. That will get you, that gives us instead of an hour to deal high level with this, we dig right down. You say, hey, I'm in Canada. We're freezing up here. We'll help you get your water. We'll help you get your food, even if you're freezing. We'll help navigate you through it. Um, And so that's what we're doing with global food providers. We have other um, projects that are joining up. People are joining the global food provider revolution all over the world, um, and they're joining in and they're ramping up, whether it's their home, their community, their church. Friends, the Lord spoke to me a few different times in my lifetime, once which moved me to Panama for what we're doing now. He said, seize control of food at the root level. My pastor always told me, food is power. Whoever has the food has the power. And friends, it's time for you now. You need to take hold of that word from the Lord. Seize control of food at the root level. You need to seize it. Because if you have the food, you have the power, and you will shut down this craziness that's trying to come for you. And anyone who's dumb and and dumbed down and doesn't know how to care for themselves and their families. The Lord also spoke to me to build an ark of safety to protect your faith, family, finances, and future. And if you will learn how, we'll show you how to build the ark of safety, you will be able to get into that ark. This ark is not a wooden boat like Noah's, but it is built exactly after the same template that Noah built his ark. And if you will build your ark, you will get in that ark in the evil day, and it will take you to the other side safely with all your gold, with all your food, with all your family, 
with what God's called you to do and with a future intact, it will take you to the other side. That ark, again, is not a boat. That ark is going to be a community of believers. We call it the church, but I'm going to say it's the supercharged church, not the dead, dried up, goofy church that so many are suffering from today. Ralph. Dan, you know, it's interesting because uh, if I if I go high level and zoom out, um, some of us are not in a position to do it on the scale that you are, but you and I have talked about this, and I want you to use a very specific illustration of what I'm going to say. The fact of the matter is, folks, if we if we are the body of Christ and we are supposed to operate in the same context and the same power and the same anointing that we saw in the New Testament church and that Jesus himself did, then we are the ones who your neighbors and friends are going to be looking to for answers. You may not yes. need to have a garage of food, but here's the thing. If you have some food, you can multiply what you have. I'm very serious about this. We need to start focusing our faith on the supernatural. So we have here, where we are right now, we've got food stored up. We certainly don't have enough to feed a neighborhood, but we are in a position where mentally and spiritually and emotionally, what we're saying to the Lord is, we have reserves. When the time comes, we're going to trust you that you'll be able to multiply what we have so we can be a flow through to show the goodness of God to those who are living in fear. And Dan, just to give a real-life illustration, I know for a fact on numerous occasions, and you can give a couple of illustrations, where you folks have had situations where you started out to feed a small portion of people, which you guys are doing virtually every week now, and tons of people showed up, and you just watched food multiply and multiply and multiply. So talk a little bit about some of the couple of quick illustrations of some of that stuff, because I know for a fact you've done it. Well, that is a, a, a whole part of building the ark. You don't think Noah and his sons dragged all that wood down that mountain by themselves, right? Uh, they had divine help. They had natural help and divine help. And uh, they, they saw the provisional hand of God to prepare them for the evil day where everything changed, where the whole world changed, and God spared them. And so in the same way, God will do the same for us. Yes, we've seen, we've had enough food for a couple hundred kids. We've seen 500 kids show up, and we've seen the food multiply before our very eyes to feed all 500 and then feed them again. And all of the ladies who cooked took home a pot of food at the end to feed their entire families. We've seen that over and over again. We've seen multiple opportunities just this last year. In October, we just finished a, a run-up with our dehydration center. We dehydrated soup mixes over and above what we were needing. We filled our building full of soup mixes. Why? Because we knew something was coming. We didn't know the date. We didn't know what it was. But we knew the Lord was telling us, get it ready, prepare it. We had we had a thousand bags of soup mix ready to go, and then we got another thousand pounds of soup mix ready, and all of a sudden, bam, within just a few days, the nation locks down, and we have got rice stacked to the ceiling, beans, soup mix, we've got everything, and we said, aha, 
This is why the Lord gave us extra. It was a it was the Joseph thing. We got the extra, we stored it, prepared it, and then here it was. And I'm telling you, just as soon as the protest was over, it was the same day we ran out of food. We gave everything away. Now we're reloading with the help of great donors and people who understand feeding the poor. We're able now, we're reloading, uh, dehydrating every day, getting more soup mix and get everything ready again for the next crisis. If it's in Panama, fine. If it's in Chile, we'll send it to Chile. But uh, those things happen when when we embrace our watchers, when we embrace the spirit of wisdom, when we embrace our teachers, our brothers that will help us through this, we can see the the hand of God supernaturally move. We've helped churches save farms from being sold. Over the last few years, so many pastors were going to sell their farms so they could build a bigger building. And we got to them just in time. They activated the farms right before COVID and during COVID. Instead of building the bigger buildings, they activated the farms and they saved their communities. And so... uh, The provision comes from all different ways. I can't tell you exactly how it's going to come to you, but if you will jump on board and build this ark that God's calling you to build for your family, for your community, for your church, for your business, then God is going to bless you and he's going to give you supernatural supply. We'll help you get there and we'll help show you where the supply probably is. Um, And if nothing else, while we're speaking, the Holy Spirit himself will show you where the supply is. And Dan, case in point, just to kind of bring it on to a ground level, um, again, just because of where we are, it's really cold right now. One of the things that we discovered was in the grocery stores here, uh, when the produce that they bring in, and I'll just back this up real quick and say this, where we are in eastern Canada, like at this point in time, we have very little that's being grown here now until next year. Everything's being brought in from Mexico and wherever, wherever. So, but having said that, the grocery stores will bring it in. And when the stuff goes to the point where it's like one or two days past its due date, it's perfectly fine. They'll put it in a big rack and says 50% off because they're going to clear it. What we discovered is we can buy tomatoes, celery, peppers, all kinds of stuff, half price bring it home, wash it, clean it up, chop it up, and throw it in our dehydrator. And 24 hours later, it's dehydrated. Put it in Ziploc bags, suck the air out of it, toss it in a bin someplace, and it's good for a year. So that's a really good illustration of how simple it is to do that. And Dan, you, and I just racked in my brain to think of the name of the dehydrator we bought, but I think you've got some dehydrators that you recommend for home use uh, on your website for people who don't know a bunch about this. You don't have to get them from our website, but the bottom line is it gives you some guidance to what to buy. It wasn't Excelsior. What was the name of that? No, it's the Excalibur. Uh, Excalibur is the stainless steel top of the line. If you want one that's going to be yep. bulletproof and last through uh, the arc season, then Excalibur is going to be a good one. But you know what? Yeah. Bottom line, they you actually, can grab a plastic one. Uh, you know, this, that's it's, what I do. Yeah, we got, yeah, and, we got and those will work for a while. They'll eventually melt, <laughs> yeah. but uh, but they'll they'll get you through an emergency. Yeah. 
So case in point, that's something that virtually anybody can do. They're inexpensive. You can buy them on, get them off our website, get them on Amazon, whatever the case may be, and just start looking around for produce. You can dehydrate yes. virtually anything. All the instructions are there. You can get more information on, on the Global Food Providers website as to how to dehydrate, what to do with it, how to preserve it, prepare it. It's very, very simple, folks. It's not a complicated process. And all you have to do is reconstitute it with water or, like we were saying, pray, multiply, and give it away. But people say, what am I supposed to do? I can't can stuff. I can't freeze stuff. I don't know what to do. Anybody can dehydrate. Anybody. And, I mean, Dan, you started this out in a very, very small bed. Basis, and now you're dehydrating virtually hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pounds literally every single day and packaging That's that right. up in super greens and shipping that and, up uh, the mountains. We're, we're getting ready, Ralph. We've got um, just had a, a whole crew out helping us to analyze. We're getting ready to ramp that up 10x. So the next goal, we have everything in place. We've built all the infrastructure over the last couple of years. Next step now is to install the dehydrators make a food-grade uh, facility out of a 40-foot high-cube container and then license it for export so we can yeah. help whoever's in desperate need in emergency. And that uh, that's our next plan right now. Uh, we will be able to do up to 2,000 pounds of food per day out of this little tiny facility. Um, and... For the 2,000 pounds that we can do, receiving that food free of charge, and we'll show you how to do the same thing in your community, because I promise you that food is there and it's available. For every 2,000 pounds per day that I can get, there's another 100,000 pounds in our little community sitting there that's going to rot and go into a landfill. There is so much food available around us, you just don't see it because you've not wanted to see it because you didn't have a vision for it, and the authorities are trying to keep the smell and to keep the uh, to keep the bad food from from um, uh, passing in front of your eyes. But it's there; it's in your community. And just because the tomato is starting to get wrinkly, it's just dehydrating naturally. So you can pick it up. We'll show you how to do it. And if you want to turn your church into a super dehydrating. Uh, ministry, uh, or or you, you could start a business with it, whatever, the food's there. 40% of all food grown around the world is lost at the farm, trucking, grocery store, and home level. That's four out of 10 pounds is lost. And that food can be seized at the root level by you. You can dehydrate it, and it gives you a year to two to get it in position where the nutrition is saved and the nutrition will help the poor or those in need. Yeah. So Dan, I want to direct people back to the website again, globalfoodproviders.com. And again, we're not saying that guys to hype you up with a bunch of marketing stuff. That's where a lot of the information is. There's a ton of stuff there. That's completely free. Check out the YouTube videos, and Dan might want to highlight that again. Like, there's just so much information that's available, and it can be done. And, and I'll just say this, folks. People are busy with their lives. you got kids, you got work, you got everything else. None of this takes a lot of time. It's actually really, really, really simple. If you're preparing a meal at the end of the day, and you've got some extra stuff that you picked up at the market or for the grocery store, you chop an extra few things up, throw it in the dehydrator, and the next day you toss it in a bag. It's literally 
that simple. Because all you're doing, Dan, on a daily basis is going out into the greenhouses and all this excessive stuff that's growing like mad. People are coming in, picking it up, chopping it, throwing it in the dehydrator. It's, you're doing the very same thing that we're encouraging people to do on a house-by-house level, on a massive scale level, and expanding. That's what we meant, folks, by scalable. We know that the process works. The source of your food may be different from what Dan's doing on a growth basis, and I really would encourage you to explore some of that because in warmer climates, there's ways that you can do stuff. And I'll just say this real quick, and Dan, in the four minutes, maybe we can touch on a few of these things as well. Case in point... Case in point, when they started to shut down the fertilizer, at our farm facility in Panama, we didn't have a problem because guess what? We have rabbits. Dan, talk real quick about rabbits. Right. Uh, Six or seven years ago, a friend came down uh, from southern USA and he said, I'm going to convert your farm to off-grid growing your own fertilizer. And I said, yeah, we're a little busy. We're getting ready to dehydrate. And he said, no, listen, you're going to need this. And sure enough, as we know, Russia-Ukraine war, fertilizer is up 2 to 300% in many areas. And our number one cost of that farm at the time was fertilizer. Today, if, our, if we continued on under the commercial world, we'd be, out, we'd be out. You and I would not be talking here right now because this farm and dehydration center would be done. But we took this guy's advice. We started ramping up rabbits, and these little furry bunnies, which are our mascots and our friends, they work for us every day. We feed them kale, Swiss chard, all the fun foods that we grow, uh, and they poop, and we have learned to use chicken poop, rabbit poop, and compost, and that is our full fertilizer system for our farm. We are off-grid like a solar panel making energy we are we have our own off-grid system of making plant food and we don't need the commercial boys in the last five weeks with that big shutdown that happened just the last month farmers ran out of fertilizer they ran out of everything they needed it wasn't available but we didn't run out because we didn't need them we didn't need those sacks from that store we grow our own We'll show you how to do exactly the same thing. Again, it's not rocket science, but it's important to take a little bit of time, invest a little time, and determine that time is not short. There's no time left for many. And uh, and so we need to make sure that roof is on your ark and you are well prepared. Friend, you can grow in, in a bedroom enough food to feed your family. You can grow in a three-car garage enough food to feed your family and your neighborhood. This and you can amazing. sell it to them and pay all the expenses and possibly walk away with free food for yourself. It, again, it's not rocket science. You just need to know what to do, and the dynamics will change for each grow zone and for you know each heat and cool level. And we can help you with that. Brother Daniel and Brother Ralph, can I get you to extend another 10 minutes? We have a couple questions for you. Yeah, I guess. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, People that may be tuning in, living in an apartment, uh, is this doable in an apartment situation where they actually have no land to grow any food? Can they still operate a dehydrator? Is that what I'm hearing? Let me just throw this out. Um, On the front page of globalfoodproviders.com, we've offered something here. It's called the Garden Grow Tower 2. 
Um, and that system will grow 40, I believe it's 42 plants in a two foot by two foot square place. Wow. You could put it inside the house with grow lights. You could put it on your balcony, um, you know, in your apartment if you've got some warmer weather. But yes, absolutely. You can, you can grow vertically and grow all the food that you need uh, in an apartment or in a cold environment. You still can do it with some grow lights, um, you know, during that season. You can also grow potatoes in bags in your garage. There's so many things that uh, that you can do. All you need to do is just we'll help you get creative and decide what you want. The first thing is to ask the questions: What do I need? What do I like to eat? And then from there, we'll backwards test that and we'll, we'll learn how to grow what you need. Okay, uh, we'd uh, hate to have you grow in a whole bunch of something that you don't like. That's sure. not going to make life any good. Okay. Now, the last qu- uh, time we did a show, you mentioned there was a shortage of mason jars in Panama. Has that improved? And for people that want to get into dehydrating, uh, is there an option? As Ralph is saying, he's using plastic bags that are vacuum sealed. Uh, or do you need glass jars? What do you recommend? Well, there is a huge shortage in Panama. Um, no, it has never uh, recovered. As a matter of fact, I ran down to the jar company that we use today and said, hey, I need some 32 ounces. And they said, we haven't seen 32 ounce in months. Wow. Sorry. And so, um, and those weren't mason jars. Those are, That's a, a cheap Chinese knockoff jar that will get the job done, but it's not the nice na- mason. So, yeah, there's shortages on all that. But you know what? Uh, mylar is a great bag that you can use. What you you want to keep the sun off of your product because sun and water produce bacteria. And we're going to dehydrate most of the water out of there, but if you can keep it in a dark, dry area... You keep it for a lot longer. So mylar bags, a good a good vacuum sealing machine for a hundred bucks at Walmart, um, or whatever your heart's desire is, or simply a Ziploc one gallon or sandwich bag. Put it in there and throw a moisture packet in there and put it away in the dark, and you will be just fine. Okay. What about tilapia? Have you? Uh done any experimentation with that what do you think about tilapia for a meat source tilapia well if i was real hungry i'll eat tilapia Uh, the last time i said hey guys come on over we're having a tilapia fry no one came really (laughs) so (laughs) but yes it is the fastest growing fish protein and if you're going to use a little aquaponic system which typically is a four foot by four foot by four foot system you can you can grow a lot of food using aquaponics the tilapia are in the water below and they're growing the plants are you're feeding the tilapia and the tilapia are feeding the plants and yes absolutely tilapia is good and there's so so many other kinds of fish that you can use as well okay chickens uh, you also have an operation where you're giving people a chicken laying egg uh, if someone wanted to grow their own chickens how much square footage do they need and uh, how many chickens is it healthy to have before you might run into some disease problems? Well, um, Close quarters. I don't think, I, personally, I don't think the number of chickens has to do with disease. Um, you could have 10 chickens and they could all die of a disease. You know, I've got 500 out at our farm right now and we haven't had a disease hit them for six months. You know, we haven't had to treat anything. Um, so, 
so I don't think that's on numbers. But I would say, I'm just going to throw out, let's say, four square foot per chicken, and they'll be they'll be plenty happy. Four square feet per egg-laying chicken. There's two kinds. An egg-laying chicken is going to provide protein through eggs. Those are going to be your babies. They're going to be your pets. You want to keep keep track of them and make them, give them long, healthy, fattening lives for many years. Meat-producing chickens, typically in in the injection world of, of steroids, are only a six-week chicken. If you don't inject steroids, your your meat chicken, you will not be able to feed it any longer and financially provide uh, 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 cause it to be a meat chicken if you go any longer than 10 weeks. So um, so if you're a meat chicken guy, it's a 10-week crop. But if you're an egg laying, and we do all egg laying so we can provide egg protein for those um, who are in desperate need and who don't get any protein in their diets, then those are three, four, five-year chickens. So uh, someone has a little bit of land. They could benefit by having not only chickens but also raising rabbits for the rabbit wine and uh, fertilizer. A- and let me jump. Let me jump in here real quick, guys. Just just as an illustration, we have somebody. Keep in mind where we are. We're cold. It's Nova Scotia. We have somebody just down the street who's got probably a dozen rabbits, and they just have them in cages outside in the cold, and they're quite fine. They feed them every day. The rabbits cuddle up. They stay warm, and they use them for meat rabbits. And no pun intended, they tend to multiply like rabbits. So they've constantly got rabbits. They're not using the rabbit drop at this point for any kind of fertilizer but that's something that they could do so case in point Shannon to your question um, they just live down the road from us they get a whole bunch of rabbits in the backyard and they're happy little campers uh, this is a, this is amazing stuff uh, this is survival folks okay here's another question uh, if a person again does not have uh, any farming land then of course they can buy the food as you mentioned and uh, dehydrate it uh, the question I had was I know it was a year ago, there was a lot of people getting on TikTok saying that uh, their chickens were not producing eggs. And many people believed it was because of like uh, Cargill and some of the um, commercial uh, feed that they were buying. And people said there may be something in the feed. Do you think that's possible? And uh, if you want to create your own feed, what do you recommend for feeding chickens? That is possible that that happens, but I've learned, uh, at least in the tropics, these chickens here, they go through uh, cycles. And so our chickens will be laying like crazy, and then all of a sudden they go on vacation, Hmm. and almost nothing happens. I call my neighbor. It's the same thing down the road with him, and it's like a a cycle that happens within the whole nation. So I don't understand that, Um, and and, um, I'm not good enough. In, uh, in personally mixing up the mix of what we call ponedora, or that's the egg-laying chicken, and that is also the name of the, the food. Um, but here is a secret that we use that has cut our food price in 50% off, and that is we feed the normal chicken feed to the girls in the morning, but in the and then we let them free range and go find their bugs and whatever they want all day, and they have fun doing that. And then in the afternoon, we give them sugar cane, finely chopped up sugar cane, which is massive in nutrition, all the nutrition they need. Wow. And it's dirt cheap. It is. It allows us to cut our feed prices in half. There's a lot of secrets like that, depending on where you live, where you can 
substitute rather than the corns and the other grains that are very expensive. You can you can cut things in your area that will drop your chicken feed price and make them happy, happy. Okay, here's another question. Uh, Dan and Ralph, I'm still in Bali going on eight years, and I'm beginning to see places now that have went cashless. They will not take my cash. Um, I think this is the trend worldwide. In fact, uh, the Indonesian government is trying to get all merchants here to use a system called QRIS, which is basically a QR code, and uh, for they say for quick settlements, no cash. Are you seeing anything like that in Panama? Is there any um, cashless uh, push going on down there where you're at? No, nothing in Panama at this time that we've seen, but we know it's coming. If it's hit you, uh, that's their litmus testing you first to see how that works out. And if uh, there's no resistance to that there, it'll be coming to Panama. So, Absolutely. So, uh, yeah. Any, yeah. Uh, so, any updates on the Panama Canal? We heard that there's some problems down there with it. Yes, the, the, the canal, as many of you may know, they have doubled the size of the canal because um, uh, the super tankers, the super ships could not get through there. And so a, a multi-year plan, they put a super-sized canal right beside the other, and they mis-engineered it and forgot to account for the water they would need to run that other piece. And so now they're out of water and all the engineers of the world trying to figure out what to do with this thing um, and how to increase the water flow. So they're in trouble uh, there, and I believe right now shipping is down 50%. There's, at any time, there's 40 or 50 boats sitting out in the water waiting for their turn to come in, and uh, one ship just a few weeks ago paid $6 million to get uh, third in line to get through. Uh, so they're they're uh, like bidding uh, to get in the zone. <laughs> this is it's, crazy. It's crazy. What's crazy. next, Dan? Are these tyrants going to reopen Koiba Island and begin to disappear people to Devil's Island? Uh, yeah, good good question. I don't know, but I I do know this. God has called us all right in position where we're at for a time such as this and i think of isaiah 43 19 behold i'm doing a new thing it springs forth do you not perceive it he says i will make a way in the wilderness i'll make rivers in the desert he himself will make a way and um they they have plans and they're very powerful and i do believe it's i do believe it's harvest time and when I say harvest time, I'm not talking about putting a, a tent up and everyone lifts their hands and gets saved. I believe there's a harvest coming, um, and I, I do believe there's some judgments that are coming down. I do know that that we and uh, mass are responsible for a hundred million babies and their deaths. Uh, and what God is not mocked, what a man sows, he's going to reap. And we've taken a lot of his kids out, and so a lot of our kids may be taken out. Uh, in other words, I think there's a great harvest coming, but there is a way to not be part of that harvest. And that is, get on God's side on every issue you can possibly think of. You serve him. You represent him, get on his side, and he will lead you and guide you, and he'll help you build an ark to get you to the other side of this mess. 
This has been a powerful program tonight. I want you all to close in prayer in just a moment. But before you do, I want you to give out contact information again about the ministry that God has called you to there and how people can get involved not only to support that, but also to get armed with this information and they can begin to build their ark wherever they're tuning in from. Thank you, sir. Yes, at Ralph Poopart and Daniel Daves, you can contact us over at globalfoodproviders.com. Um, and uh, that shows you what we're doing in Panama. Go to YouTube and Facebook and find us at Global Food Providers. Uh, we do updates and videos and all of that uh, all the time there. You'll see the local, the regional, and the international works that we're doing. And we want to encourage you. I, I want to tell you this. Come on down and see us. You Come on down. If there was ever a time, you need, should need to get down here. And uh, we'll slot some time out. We will help you. Uh, you can join one of our seminars that are here, and we'll help you to see the big picture and to develop the plan so your family, your community is safe. One more time. And, and Ralph. Dan, just, Dan, just do that Joseph Project yes. thing again. Yes. Joseph Project Emergency Leadership Initiative is right there on the front page of the Glo- uh, Global Food Providers. And we go so much deeper even than what it says but um, but you'll you'll be right in the same pocket with Ralph and Daniel. You'll have access to us. Set WhatsApp on your phone. Set Telegram up on your phone, and join this Joseph Project. and And we will be in communication, and we'll help you develop your local plan. Gentlemen, uh, I want to thank you for coming on. And you also have some books available that they can order on your website. Is that right? Yes, go out to Amazon.com, uh, um, and the first one is called Global Food Revolution. It will tell you what's happening, why it's happening, and how you can maneuver to uh, provide food. The, the leadership guide that goes with it, this is the one that you need. If you're a Christian, if you know a pastor, Christian leaders in your community, you need to go to book for them. It's called Food is Power. And that's the saying my pastor always said, food is power. Whoever has the food has the power. And the globalists want the food, so they have power over you. But they can't stop you from providing your own food. They won't be able to. And I'll tell you what, if they think they can, I'll show you how to grow it in your attic, in your basement, in your closet. I'll show you how to grow it completely out of sight. Uh, Gentlemen, uh, greedy eyes. <laughs> forgive me for the interruption. I've got to go to my door now. Can you continue for two minutes? I'll be right back. Go ahead and pray. Absolutely, Ralph. Um, I know you got you're loaded with a lot. Why don't you take here for a few minutes? Yeah. So I think Dan, the other thing that we should probably highlight again for us, and I, I, it's a bit self-serving because we're in a colder climate. Um, that whole Excalibur dehydration thing i think you've got some dehydrators available on the website and or can give guidance on the website as to where to pick them up we got some of the really dirt cheap ones and they kind of warped right away we picked up the plastic version of the excalibur one that you recommended on amazon it wasn't expensive i was shocked at how inexpensive it was and we have literally used it gosh dan i think off and on now for two years i've never had as much as a hiccup out of it um and i did mention earlier and i got to get back in the habit of doing this again because we're starting to see the the um 50 off stuff in the stores now just pick up cucumbers tomatoes anything you want wash them off chop them up throw them in the dehydrator switch the thing on and, and go to bed at night don't think about it anymore get up in the morning and come home from work and just 
zip it off, package it up. We just put it in Ziploc bags and throw it in a plastic bin. Yes. And we've had absolutely no It's uh, So anyway, you're back, Shannon. Go ahead. I bet. That's right. Was, and yeah. Ralph, also, I might just say that, uh, remember, we, we're targeting that you and I will be self-sufficient and happy by 2030, and we will still own our land, our houses, our cars, and our toasters. That's we'll it. still own them, and we will have full access to everything that we need outside of their deal. The, the Antichrist yes. system says you shall not buy or sell unless you take the mark of the beast. Well, our goal is not to need to buy or sell in their system. So that's yeah. the ultimate goal, is that we will build another system where we don't have to buy or sell inside of theirs. Yeah, absolutely. Folks, we're going to call this Ecocide Population Reduction and Disease X. I want you to give this program out to everybody you can tonight. We'll have it up in just a few minutes. I'll send both of you gentlemen a copy. I want to thank, thank you, you both sir. for coming on. Brother Ralph, thank you. And Brother Daniel, thank you, gentlemen, for coming on to do this program. Let's get you back on next month. Whatever updates you want to give, the Lord has for us. Love to have you back on a regular basis. Folks, get over there and bookmark this website. We'll put in the link. And I encourage you to sign up for the the Joseph program. You can also support uh, the feeding program to the people there. Give a child a egg laying uh, hen. You know, feed a child an egg every day. Uh, praise the Lord. There's a lot of ways you can do this. Hey, Brother Ralph, have you thought about uh, selling any of the freeze-dried products? Excuse me, not freeze-dried, but dehydrated powders up on Amazon for export? Um, there, We have to do quite a bit of dehydrating in order to do that, and there's a bunch of regulatory stuff we'd have to jump through. It's it's probably more effective for folks just to grab their dehydrators and stick it out in the garage or down the basement and do their own stuff. And I only say that because there is a big... A market for it on Amazon. People are looking for organic, you know, glyphosate free powders. And I've even been looking for some stuff up there. And uh, so there is a market for it. I don't know how much time we've got. And uh, if you could take advantage of that Panama uh, free zone over there for export, but uh, getting it back to America, you know, you could create a hub. Yeah, if you God to. willing. So that actually. Shannon, will you just say this? And again, I'm aware of your time. That's part of our project right now. And Dan, maybe you and I can address on a different call. We are very, very close to having our export license in Panama and be in a position to do the very thing that you just said. So we're working on that as we speak. Yeah, that's excellent. I used to export Huda Gurdoni from South Africa. And you needed a CITES okay. permit for that. Terrestrial plant export, re-export license. But you get it to Atlanta, uh, goes through customs, and bam, you get it up to your uh, your hub. So uh, being in Panama, where you are, I mean, you're very close, and uh, you've got some great products. I was just looking at the online store. So, folks, uh, it's not too late uh, to get involved in this and prepare for what is coming. Uh, praise God, we've got we've got a, a warning, and it's just not hitting you smack dab in the face, and you're going to the store, and there's nothing available now, or there's no time to operate. I mean, it is late in the game, but it's still not too late to take some action. Gentlemen, God bless you. You want to close us in prayer? Ralph. Absolutely. Heavenly Father, thank you in Jesus' name right now that you are going to sovereignly see to it that the people who did not get on this call get a chance to hear this word be planted in their hearts. And you are going to stir up those. You're going to stir up 
gospel you need to use to be providers in Jesus' name. Amen. Gentlemen, Amen. Uh, God richly bless you and look forward to having you on again. And next time i got to ask you a question about Bitcoin. We'll save that for another show. Okay, <laughs> Thanks God bless you all. Okay. God bless you guys. Talk again soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, folks, those are busy men. And uh, we've had the honor to have those gentlemen on a couple times in the past few years. The message is the same from the Lord. Take control of the food at the root level. Do not expect that the government is going to come to your aid, folks. They are not, they're not concerned with you and I. They're concerned only with their maintaining their power base. Even the warnings we're getting about EMP strikes coming. And I saw the uh, full program that Tucker Carlson did with the actor. Dennis Quaid, who just did a documentary on it, was very concerned when he found out about what was going on, and he's part of a project to warn people that the MP is coming imminently, whether it be a solar ejection or MP strike by China, Russia, or Korea. Any of them could do it. Henry Groover saw it actually happen in the form of a missile, like a cruise missile shot off the coast of America, And when it did its burst, fries everything. It's coming. Don't forget a few years ago, the term was being bandered around dark winter. Biden said that. I don't know if this is the year we see the dark winter. But it's coming. And I settled it to say this. uh, The whole American electoral grid could be fixed and hardened to protect against a strike. But the government is not doing it. And they've had this warning for at least 10 years since I've been tracking this. Not doing anything about it. The military is hardened, but they care less about you and I. You will go dark when the MP burst takes place. Forget about getting food. It's going to spoil. There will be no freezers. Let me tell you something. When COVID hit, it started here really in Bali this is a Chinese playground maybe you didn't hear that on the news over 100,000 Chinese came in here or more and you know it was a nothing burger in terms of the actual virus but it was purported to be but it didn't matter real or contrived I knew of course the real problem was going to be the injection that is the what is deadly not the flu at least at that uh, juncture and so uh, we were in the red zone. I got an alert that uh, pos- possible martial law was coming down over in Jakarta. I went after one of these programs. I'll never forget it. I had almost caught a plane for America, and I'm glad I didn't because had I went there, I may have been unable to get back to my family. God knew all about it and closed that door. I still haven't been back to America since I left in 2016. I'm debating whether or not to do it right now. I need to take care of some things. But where I'm going with this story is I immediately went after a show and I went up to the grocery store and some other people also caught wind of what was going on and I saw a lot of activity there that afternoon. People are going in there and buying up big 
25, 50 kilogram bags of rice, just figure 25, 50 pounders, stocking up their carts. There was already a freezer that was turned off. People hit that thing quick. And then more people begin to come, and more people begin to come, and then you got the line that goes out the door of Costco, people are just going for toilet paper. I knew we were going to have some trouble, and sure enough, we did. There were certain grocery stores that not long after that you could not get in unless you proved that you were vaxxed. There was places I couldn't go for a solid year because they had health police with these Nazi-style armbands around their arms that health police and they would check your credentials at the door. They had the, the Padungo Lingi app, which was a, a COVID contact tracing app, which is, thank God, has been, since been discontinued. You had to show the QR code, and they had to scan it, and they would show if you've been vaccinated twice. You couldn't fly. You couldn't do anything without this. Thank God there were still venues to go to, but I wasn't taking any chance, and I wouldn't be taking any chance now. Because when the day to do something arrived... Other people were out there trying to get their preps in, and it was pretty frantic. And I just went and began to stock up on rice, canned tuna, canned goods, the cartons of juice or milk that, you know, is once it's vacuum-sealed, it lasts six months. Whatever I could get. Because I didn't know for how long I'd be able to even get out. And there were some shortages. You've seen the same shortages during winter snowstorms, uh, during the uh, hurricane season, of course, things like that. I can tell you, I have lived through no, no power for days. I've lived through water rationing, where you go to turn on the water, nothing's coming out, except air, and then that stops, there's nothing coming out. Until later in the evening, they turn it on for maybe two hours and they shut it down again. Reminded me of stories that my mother told me of when uh, we lived in Okinawa, back during Nam. My father got, he was drafted. Instead of going to Nam, they sent him to Okinawa. Probably saved his life. I was a baby. We lived in Okinawa back in 1970, late 70, 71, for about a year. And they had water shortages on the island there. They had martial law at times, they had riots, the streets. And mom said they would turn the water off. And so for the little time they had, she would fill up the she'd bleach out the bathtub and then fill it up with water. There was no air condition. No electricity at times. And uh, she found a way for us to survive until they would have you know power turned back on or water restored. I've literally been down to Cordoba, Veracruz, Mexico. Stayed with a Mexican family down there, and they had this going on all the time. They had these big 55-gallon plastic drums. You can buy them, them at Uline. They're big blue ones. They cut the tops off of them. And they had water just dripping in there. And it would take, you know, about 24 hours to fill one of these up. And they had one that they would dip into for cooking and, you know, light sanitation. And the other one you would put a five-gallon bucket in, dump it, dump it in there, 
and then carry that to a, a bathroom that had a shower stall, but no water would come out. The toilet went flush because it had no water. Couldn't fill up a tank with a drip. And you'd have to pour that over your head, pour it into the toilet to flush it. And that's the way they live every day. I've lived in nice areas where they would have blackouts every night to conserve electricity. Not Escazú, Costa Rica. Water shortages in Ciudad Colón. And that's not a good thing when you have power outages because everything's dark. And that's when the thieves roam the streets. And whereas you may have had a security camera or lights to stop them from getting in, now there's nothing. You better be armed. That's why I said recently, the MP strike is coming. Natural or man-made. You're going to want to have water, propane to cook, some long-term foods, canned goods, dehydrated goods, as the gentleman talked about tonight, rice, beans, staple items that will last, canned tuna, one of the best protein sources, will last for years. At one time, Omega Man had 2,000 cans. I'm not joking. I had the money to do it, and I had some time to do it, and I would spend $10,000 a day. I'm not joking. Uh, buying survival preps. This is 2005. And I had enough in there for 20, you know, 20 people for 20 years, in all likelihood. 2,000 cans of tuna. I would sit down and get a spreadsheet going to figure out for a family of four, let's say, and we wanted to have high-quality protein, and that's all we could get would be the tuna, which is high-quality protein. How much tuna you would need to ration each person per day? How many cans of vegetables you need to open up? How much rice, etc.? What are you going to eat? Then I would multiply that by a week, then by 30 days, so I got a month's supply. If I want to have a year's supply, multiply that, I would run these tables. And I had freeze-dry foods, mountain house, alpine, uh, MREs, LERP rations. I used to be one of the, the number one customers of Rick ETO, the freeze-dry guy. Freeze-dry.guy.com. He's out of business, I think, now. He probably retired or died. This 2005. You know, had that pallets full of stuff, literally. I hand-packed with a group 500, or I guess it was 600, five-gallon Home Depot buckets. You know, the orange ones. I would buy this stuff bulk online, have it shipped to my office in Gainesville, Georgia, had my crew at the time, was operating a gun store and an online herbal business. And part of their job was to process this stuff coming in. We'd get these big, thick plastic bags, Mylar is better. Get them from Uline.com. Fill them up with rice. Drop in our oxygen absorbers, zip tie them. Throw more oxygen absorbers on top. Get a rubber mallet. Put a lid on it rubber sealed lid, mark them off to my uh, climate control storage unit. Had a 10, I guess it was a 10 by 10. We had 600 of these things, no joke. Stacked to the roof. 2,000 cans of tuna, 1,000 rolls of toilet paper, millions of rounds of ammo. 
I had um, on hand at any time 2,000 gallons of water in my basement, plus sparklets, plus 24 packs of water. I would have contingency plans. If the first wave diminished, I'd have a backup to that and a backup to that. Water filtration. I went all in. Now, I don't believe God's called us to go all in at what I was doing, nor do I have the resources to do that anymore. I'm just starting out from scratch. Literally, I still have some canned goods now that are almost three years old that, thank God, we didn't have to tap into, but I've got them in a cool place. I'm either going to give them away and refresh the stock or will you eat them. If that time comes before I can re- resupply. But it was my insurance plan. And the way things are going, uh, we're closer to that point where you're going to need something like that than ever before. Your own food supply, your own water supply, and the ability to protect your women folk in the house. I said before, everybody needs a two-burner stove. That's how everybody cooks in Central America, Asia. Most people don't use electric stoves because electricity is costly. Here, everything is metered by the watt. Your house might only be able to have 2,000 watts in there or 4,000. That will only run so many appliances. Here, you have to think about all that. It's not, you know, just unlimited electricity you pay the bill. Not to mention, what about the electric bills in places like England just a few years ago to America, California? And they were going up and up in the rate. Some people were paying 600 to to $1,000 or more, sometimes more than their house mortgage, just for electricity. So I've been with no power, yet I was able to take a hot shower and cook a meal because we ran off of propane. And there's a move to go after the propane because they can take your propane in California, then they knock out the power grid, you're screwed. And they know this. These globals are going after the cash supply. Natural gas, going after the high-quality protein. I'm about the point I'm going to have to give up on eating beef. It's gotten so high here, even in a few weeks. I went into the grocery store the other day. Steak is between 10 and $50, depending on what cut. I'm just looking for something grass-fed. Very expensive. I'm just eating chicken now. Can always go to tuna. That's still only $2 a can of olive oil. But there's a coming a time where even the stores will not have anything. There's no resupply, or there's been blackouts. There's no refrigeration. Don't wait to take some action. Anything you can do is better than taking no action at all. Even if it's just you say, all I can afford is an extra bag of rice per week. You can live on rice. It's just carbs. It's starch. Okay, there's not much nutritional value. There's no protein in it, really. No vitamins and minerals, but it that's what a lot of the world lives on, and they survive somehow. And typically, you know, you if you do get chicken, it would be like you'll get a chicken nugget. Or you get one egg, and that's your protein source. You need protein for the brain. But I lived, uh, and it wasn't the best diet, but I haven't lived on ramen noodles before, six months to a year at a time. Pretty much that was my staple. I will tell you I had no weight on me. That's the perfect diet if you want to lose weight. Ramen noodle diet. There's nothing in there. Except some carbs. And you get one green pea at the bottom with one piece of carrot. 
And then, you know, I would eat a banana for some potassium. And if I could get crackled oat bread, I'd have a handful of that. I will tell you, um, you will have no problem going to the bathroom. I'll just leave it at that. You can survive, but hopefully you can do better than ramen noodles. But I did it. That's what I could afford, four for a dollar. It was portable food. Throw some water in their microwave, and I could eat it anywhere. Well, you can do better. You can have rice. You can have tuna. You can have beans. Mix it all together. It's not an Italian dinner. It's not a roadhouse grill. Folks, pretty soon, people aren't going to be able to afford that stuff. The belt is tightening. I can feel it here being in the ministry. Donations have tightened. I said, God help them. People are writing me, asking me for prayer. They're going in for interviews. People are out of work. The whole world is feeling the crunch. I know you're seeing the crunch too. The boost of prices for everything. Housing, cars, food, electrical grid. This is by design. We haven't run out of land. Elon Musk even said that. We could go 10x where we're on population. Still have plenty of land left over. People are starving by design. COP28, World Economic Forum, UN, these groups, the globalists, they are forcing farmers to give the land up to, to replace, and, and they're turning them into condominium complexes, 15-minute cities. People are being forced to cull their herds by a third, and then another third, and then there's no, nothing to eat except cricket powder. The highest quality protein is animals. Is there a shortage of animals? No. But the globalists are causing there to be a shortage by forcing people to cull the, the herd. Paving over farmland, we're being starved out. This is ecocide. Population reduction in disease X. We're being strangled to kill us. With the carbon reduction they want, they have to kill every carbon-based unit, every human being. They just haven't come out and said that maybe this week where you've heard it, but they're saying in other venues, we've got too many people. We don't have too many people. That's a lie. But the globalists want 500 million. They want to kill 7 billion people. How do they do that with bioweapon injections? By cutting off access to the electrical grid and clean water and food deprivation, starving people out, taking the power grid out, raising taxes, and taking your money away. Tell me if this isn't true. Anybody out there in Europe? European Union has just passed a law. If you pay for anything in cash, over a thousand dollars, thousand euros, that's considered a financial crime. You can be arrested. It's coming. 
Now in all this, we don't need to fear man. We need to fear the Lord. Fear man bringeth a snare, but he who puts his faith and trust in the Lord shall be safe. But God expects us to use our brains. And he's given us heads up, a warning ahead of time. Just like he warned Noah a flood was coming. Just like he warned Joseph seven years of famine were coming. Just like he warned Dr. Daniel Daves and Ralph Poupart. Take control of the food at the root level. Daniel knew nothing about farming. He'll tell you that. But he got up to speed quick. And you and I can also do it. And that's why I asked the question about the uh, apartment. There are many of us that have no land. I have no land. Right now, no budget either to go out and procure some land. Like many of you don't have that. Or you live in a cold part of the globe that's not conducive to around the year crop planting. But maybe you still have some ability to purchase some things for for storage purposes. To do the dehydration thing. I want to get into dehydration. I'm going to look into that right away. I was looking into it on the show. Now, you can get almost anything if you're in America. Amazon, deliver it right to your door. Or find some of these dehydrators at uh, some of your stores there. Here, a little bit more difficult. But there are still some dehydration systems here. And, um, you know, you might have to start out with plastic. And then later you can get you an Excalibur, which would be the, the one to get. But anything you can do is, is something to do. In fact, uh, I'm writing notes here tonight as I was listening to the show. As I'm able, I'm going to go out and restock my tuna. Get it in packed in water or olive oil. Do not get any other oil because those oils are deadly. Only get it packed in water or olive oil, nothing else. Sardines are still cheap. Tuna is still cheap. And believe me, if you keep it in a cool place and stack it up out of the way, that stuff will last years. Pop one of those things open, whether you like fish or not. It's one of the highest quality canned protein you can get. A lot cheaper than spending $10 for one meal that's freeze-dried. And, you know, if you've got a freezer and as long as your electricity holds out. Yeah, at one time I had uh, 300 pounds of bison. I'm talking about American buffalo from Kansas shipped out to me. Already prepackaged, dropped in a deep freezer. That's great. We have a freezer here, but when power goes out, how long is that freezer going to last? Not long. 24 hours, you're going to have to eat that stuff. So you can have some of that, but you also want to have uh, canned. And you want to have propane. Let me get back to that for a moment. I've been where there was no water, there was no power, and there was a threat of armed invasion. And it's very simple. doesn't take a lot to be able to live in a situation like that until daybreak or until you get um, some resupply. You have your own water stored in containers and you get one of these gravity-fed Dalton ceramic filters. You can refilter the water, put them in big drums if you want, get you those sparklets, five-gallon. You can go through water really quick, especially in the shower. Let me tell you. It really is how many gallons of water you use just in the shower. When you got a ration of that stuff, a five-gallon goes in just a 
blink of the eye. But you need a minimum five gallons per person per day. And that's a gallon of water to drink, cooking, light sanitation, and sponge bath. Per person per day. So you're going to need to store water. You can always refilter it. I don't think you even need to put chlorine in it. Forget that. Look, the filters they got now are made to go and filter creek water that's uh, you know cloudy, and you're able to drink it right out of the straw. Look, it's not going to go bad sitting in these plastic containers. Just refilter it. Get your 24 packs of Airhead water. Stuff them under your your bed. Put them in your closet. Put them in your garage. Stack them up. Every time you go out, buy one. Got to have one in your car too, wherever you go. People have died in their car. They ran out of water and got stuck somewhere. Even if it's not the freshest water, you can live on it until you can get back to a place of safety. Get that two-burner stove. Very simple to hook up. It's got a little regulator, and it hooks over to one of these uh, portable uh, white canisters that are used with those 10-pounders. Of course, we had the bigger ones. They were like 70-pounders, and I had two of those behind the house, and that was hooked up to my hot water here. We ran off gas, and when one went empty about six weeks down the road, I just went outside, switched it, and then I uh, next day I reordered a replacement for the empty. Power outages hit. I had hot water and I could cook. But even if you're not going to use it for your hot water heater, um, bottom line is you want to be able to cook. And so you get, if you don't have a barbecue grill, which you may already have, you're good to go then. You can buy a two-burner stove and that's all, all we use over here. And it lasts me about five, six weeks. Small canisters. I have a couple of them. Swap it out and bam! Uh, all of our water... We drink from five gallon, like, you know, the bottles, like the sparklet style. We have a well for showers, but I don't drink that water. It's too mineralized. And if you've got a two burner propane stove, you can cook food. You get you some LED lanterns, rechargeable type. You could even get you a, um, a solar panel that'll recharge those accessories. You've got light at night, you're able to have a hot meal. And you've got your own water. Of course, if you're in a region where it gets cold, you're going to need, you know, a way to keep warm. Some people are posting they've got wood-burning stoves. That's awesome. You've got to have those things if you live in Alaska, for example. You know, or run off of fuel, you'll freeze to death. I don't worry about that where I'm at. And with no air condition, it does get hot, but you can survive but I gotta have water, so do you. You gotta have food, we all do. Lighting and a way to cook it. And it's not an expensive proposition. People do it all over the world. And those two burner stoves only cost forty or fifty bucks. They last forever. You're gonna need to get the canisters. I don't know if it's called American gas or what, but I lived in Gainesville, Georgia. I had four of these big white canisters as part of my preps. Behind my house and under the deck this alcove and you know chained together and keep them cool out of the sunlight 
put them in your garage, whatever you got to do. But you're going to be fine. But if you're waiting on the government for help, they'll say, we'll help you. Come on over and get in line and go one way into the Superdome or into these <clears throat> security patrol lots where they put you in those trailers and they told you, you're going to stay here and you can't leave. If you leave, you can't get back in. People are getting raped up in there in the Superdome. Plumbing stopped working. It was a total nightmare. And I'm not even sure everybody was allowed to get out. If they wanted to get out, where would you go? Grid going down. It's being telegraphed. I wouldn't even put it past some of the powers that be in our government to have sent that actor in there to Carlton Tucker the other day. What's the chances he would involve himself in a documentary? I'm just saying. Maybe Dennis Quaid is truly concerned or maybe because of his celebrity stature people listen to him the government knew that and they're telegraphing what they're going to do he said it's imminent an EMP I don't know but irregardless I believe the message dark winter could be dark summer but you can survive two burner stove Buy your propane tanks. You have to buy the the tank first, and after that you can refill them or exchange them. Get a couple of these. They'll last you six weeks each. I'm talking cooking every day. Get your canned goods. You can store rice long-term. Just got to follow a couple procedures to get rid of the weevils. You can do this stuff. And you can survive. And throw in the dehydration or the canning. Some people are canners and stuff like that. That's great. But I'm thinking what would work in an apartment? You can have your own water, your propane. Just don't uh, you know, tell anybody about it. And uh, you can have some food. And you can have your LED lanterns. And then last, you need to buy a 12-gauge. Double-odd buck. That's the one weapon everybody needs to have. That will stop anybody. That's the most formidable weapon that anybody can look down the barrel of. A 12-gauge double-odd buck. You can still buy them cheap. Between two and 300 bucks. You don't need to spend a lot of money. More important is get the ammo. That's going to be harder to get. But you can still get it. Check Walmart. Check AmmoMan.com. Go to the gun stores. Go to the gun shows that you usually have somewhere in every city every 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 week. Get the 12 gauge, double odd buck, shotgun. That's all you can have. That is enough to defend you and the women folk because when hell breaks loose, you're going to see a combination of Antifa, BLM, these transsexuals that are raping everybody up in there. And they're going to pass by when they see that 12 gauge poking out the door. Because when there's there's no law, you have anarchy. You have confusion. You have anarchists. And I'm speaking from experience. I lived in places where there were door-to-door home invasions. I had thugs checking out how to get in past my uh, barbed wire fence. They found a way. 
but then they couldn't get in through the padlock on the door with a big heavy chain. Now I was prepared. Here where I'm at, all I got is a baseball bat. But I bought one recently. And the guy kind of laughed. He said, you know, there's no baseball here, right? I said, oh, I'm using it for the dogs. Crazy street dogs. Well, you know, you do the best you can. The Lord will back you up. We've got the angels of the Lord that camps about the righteous to deliver them. Now, I'm not afraid. Even if the preps I do is doesn't amount to much, but do something. The Lord helps those who help themselves. To not do anything and you've received a warning tonight to, to say, I can't, I'm not going to even buy me to rice, I just don't believe. Well, that shows you don't believe the warning. I would rather take some action than to take no action at all. And again, I'm looking for something, a uh, solution that everybody can do. Everybody can do these things to one degree or the other. Even if it's adding one can a day or a week to your supply. Over time, you'll be fine. Then figure out, you know, sit down. Plan your meal out. What do I need today to provide just, you know, a modicum of food intake so we're not hungry? Some rice, beans, and tuna. You know, from there you can add uh, canned peaches or, you know, uh, what do you call that, that uh, fruit salad. You're going to need some vitamin C. You know, right now I'm just drinking water anyway. So I don't really need any juice or milk. I do provide juice, you know, coconut water. That's good for electrolytes. And you buy it in these cartons or cans. Last you a while. And uh, you'll survive. Or you'll be in the food line going into the Superdome. Get raped up in there. Or uh, come on in. you got to take the vax. Or we're not going to let you stay with your family. Listen, this is by design, folks. This is planned population reduction. These are bioweapon releases. This is ecocide. These people are wicked. They're demon-possessed. They're running amok out there. Time to defend yourself. The foolish man sees danger ahead. I mean, the wise men see, see it, the destruction cometh from afar and hideth himself. The simple pass on. Don't be a fool. God hasn't called you and I to play the fool. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Ask him, Lord, what do you want me to do? I remember Al Cuppet. Never forget it. He knew the warnings. And he went to the Lord. The Lord said, Lord, I have no money. But I will take action if you provide it. Next day his mother said, Hey, Al, his older mother, lived next door, said, You know, I just feel led. We need to go buy some food. I want to give you some money to do it. I think she gave him 10 grand or whatever and he said, okay mama. God provided the money. God will provide the job. He, he will provide the means. You can't. You and I can't do anything if he doesn't provide it. I remember getting the call from my grandmother when I was in Costa Rica in 2003. Call was son. The Lord told me to call you. What did he say grandmother? He said, you remember the word he gave you six months ago? Pack your bags, you're getting ready to move. He told me to call and remind you that. And pills of fire. I said, well, Lord, I thought I just moved. And that was already accomplished. I have no means to make a move. I've sucked everything into this uh, small house I just rented. I had $700 in my name. And God is telling me to move. 
I did not have the money to move. But I said, God, confirm your word. And if it is from you, I will do it. But I can't do it without your help. God confirmed his word. And then he told me what to do. He told me to put up some of the things I had for sale. And God brought in the buyer. One of the guys that bought some of the stuff turned out to be a guy named Chucky, who was a drug dealer, as I was told. He's about the only guy who had money. Chucky came up, bought my forerunner, bought some American furniture. I sold the guns I had. I had $14,000 cash from 700 the few days before. God sold it all for me in 72 hours. And I got on a plane and went to Cartagena. But I wasn't going anywhere if God didn't open the door. God will not ask you and I to do something that we're incapable of doing. Now, there may be specific instructions that he will ask you and I to follow. And if we follow them, we'll have the resource. And if we choose not to, then, well, it's on us. But go to the Lord in prayer. See what he's telling you to do. And take some basic steps. The ability to to cook on propane. Some LED lamps. I've caught a couple of those on special. I've got about four of them now. They're rechargeable. We've had power go out and bam, I hit a button and we can see in the dark. If you don't already have a weapon, get a 12-gauge double-odd buck. Just point and shoot as they're coming through the door. And you'll be good to go. Have some water and some canned goods. And if you have extra resources, it's time to begin to build a food store. And you know what? You can help people around you that are not going to be prepared. They're going to be coming to your door asking for a handout. And you're going to be able to hand them something out and feed them and say, God bless you in Jesus' name. Get some extra King James Bibles. The Word is going to become precious too. There will be an attack on the Word. Mark my words. And you know what? Put your faith and trust in God. That's the most important thing. If anything, this is going to buffer some of the hard times that are coming. There will be a time, though, then, when everything we've done is run out and we're going to need to be operating in faith and we're going to need a mana drop. So be it. Oh, I want to say this. Do not take any vax. Please. You don't already know the truth. These are bioweapons. This is how they killed 50 million people worldwide. I think the number is bigger. Check out the uh, recent interview with Alex Jones and Tucker Carlson. Now, I just did a program last night with Michael Basham. We were talking about how, you know, we've turned off a lot of the end-time messages. And I'm not going out there and and just filling up on it every night. But this was a program that needed, needed to be told because this is going on on the ground in Panama. I lived there two years. And this is advice on what to do. Many programs will tell you there's a problem, but they never give you any advice on what you can do. This is practical advice. And where we need to do programs, we're going to do them and sound the alarm. This is a red alert broadcast tonight. And of course, you do need to be putting your time in the Word every day, building a relationship with Jesus. Be able to hear from Him. And He'll tell you what to do. This was a, I'm going to tell you what to do program. I really believe it tonight. From the Lord. Wake up call. There's still some time to operate. And again, what a terrible time to have to start from scratch. But thank God you still got a warning. Be better than have no time at all to prepare. Everybody can do something. 
Don't tell me you can't do something. If you're tuning into this program tonight, you got a cell phone. Everybody pays at least probably $100 to $200 a month for a cell phone. Internet, going out, subscriptions this, subscription that. Come on, folks. Come on. Taking vacations. If you take a vacation, you have a food supply. If you have a mobile phone and internet, you can afford to buy some rice. we got people over in this country who are making the equivalent of $10 a day, and that's a good job. And they survive on rice and some staple items. Sometimes we'd be better off than someone else who makes 10 times more. They know how to live and survive. And we're speaking primarily to an American audience. You've got an advantage that most of the world does not have right now. To get access to some things and do some things. And you know, a lot of people are going to need to downsize. I've been warning this for a couple of years. I said, a day's coming. It's going to be Operation Walton. Gone are the days, maybe, of people living independently. You may need to move back home with your folks or some of your relatives and pull resources. If you're in a renter's world, especially, this is insane what I'm hearing. The place that I left. You know, back in 2013, then moved to Vegas before coming here. Georgia, rent cost back there $3,000 for a home, $2,000 for a condominium. Good grief, how do people afford that? I don't know. That'll take your check right there. Then Uncle Sam gets his 40%. Then you got a car payment on top of that. Hey, so might have to downsize. If not, it's going to be forced on you. Like the 2008 collapse, one million people lost their homes. They had to default, turn the keys back in. And many of them didn't have really much to move. Many of them had bought these overpriced homes and over-leveraged themselves that they couldn't even afford to furnish them. But nonetheless, they had to leave. It may be time to make some corrections. Sell the extra vehicle. Or sell the, you know, the 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 extra things that you really don't need and turn it into cold hard cash that you can use for some preps. Then having got your preps, you have a cash reserve on hand. You need food, water, and some cash reserve. All points are being attacked. Water is the new gold. Why do you think the Bush family bought one of the largest freshwater aquifers in the world, the Guarani Aqua Filter over there in the area of Paraguay, Uruguay. This was a decade more ago. They're going after the cash. High likelihood, if you fly to the Milana Hartsville Airport, there are federal agents there that are tracking people coming in and get tipped off by Homeland Security that they've got cash in their bag and basically pulling people into rooms and saying, we're confiscating your cash. Sign here and avoid court, forfeit it, or go to court. Not to say they commit any crime, but it's a, it's a crime apparently to carry more than about $2,000 in cash. People are having their money confiscated. And it's under a confiscation plan where the law enforcement get to keep a good percentage of it. Forfeiture laws. They're going after the cash. They're going after the water supply. They're going after the high-quality protein. 
It's time to fight back. Forewarned is forearmed. And you need the ability to protect your family against these roving thugs that will take over places like Seattle and turn it into the the Republic of Chaz. I'm here to tell you folks and pray. Say, God, show me what I need to do and how far I need to go with my preps. Seek the Lord. Everybody should take this to the Lord in prayer tonight. There's something you can do. I'm going to be making plans to have the resources to go out and buy some tuna again. And I'm going to get the rice supplies back up, even though I don't eat rice currently. You know, I've been on a protein diet, but can't afford steak anymore. It's too expensive. I'm eating chicken, and I'm going to eat tuna. Chicken will be unavailable at some point. You're going to need that canned meat. Canned tuna. I'm here to tell you in sardines. You don't want to just be living on rice. And you're going to need a vitamin C source so you don't get scurvy. Absolutely. So there's still some time here. You can enhance what would be just, you know, store-bought goods with a the, with the dehydrator. That's really a cool concept. The superfoods. Want everybody to go out to globalhealthproviders.com. We'll put the link in the show notes. Share this with everybody you can. And you know what? We're putting the information out there. Take it or leave it. It's too late in the game to argue with people. I'm not going to argue anymore with people. People don't have the faith to believe. Then put your faith and trust in Obama. These people are trying to kill us, folks. The bioweapon's coming back. Do not take it. You don't need it. I lived in a red zone. We did just fine. No vax. Never will take it. We covered ourselves with the blood of Jesus. The only vax me and my family take is the blood of Jesus. Do I hear an amen? Okay. So I'm going to say tonight, next program we do will be Speak My Word. We'll do that later today. But as for this evening's program, that's going to conclude it. We'll be back tomorrow, 7 p.m. Eastern. I hope you will share this program with everybody you can. I'll be uploading it shortly and uh, God bless you out there get that 12 gauge and double odd buck men of God man who does not provide for his family and that includes self defense is worse than infidel friends get over to omegamanradio.com make sure you sign up for my Substack. if anything goes down on social media, and that could happen because I've pulled the sword out again. We're going up against the New World Order. We were banned seven times on YouTube, on my eighth channel now. Not able to post a program like we did tonight there. We'll get shot down again. But Facebook, no holds barred until they delete my account. And they've done that before. If this happens and you see me disappear on social media podcasts will still be running strong very hard to stop podcasters that's why I'm a podcaster I'm not a YouTuber you will still be able to hear from me by either getting to my website or the Substack page that email system is still working MailChimp shut me down when I sent a message out to 
that the Trump election was under attack. Had my account deactivated. Substack.com, sign up for that, omegaman.substack.com. Bookmark my website, omegamanradio.com. I've got it offshore for a reason. Been offshore for a few years. Try to give it a little bit more longevity. From the powers of B, CONUS. And uh, you will be able to connect with me. We're also working on some backup systems. For our main feed, God forbid, it Podbean goes down, we have other ways you can get the show. We do have 12 other platforms that pick up the feed, but I'm talking about our own RSS feed, our own platform. I have a location offshore. It's been idling there for a few months. It's ready to go. And I'm not exaggerating. We're just one of many casualties of war during the COVID wars, during the election wars, and it's going to light up again. The Democrats will not go silently into the night. Neither will the Pentagon. Bad people on both sides of the aisle. There's another event coming. I really believe that is what's going to happen. To stop Trump or stop the elections. Just wait and see. This is the year. Get closer to the Lord than ever before. Stay in the Word. Should be our primary focus. And then do what He tells you and I to do. Put our faith and trust Him and we will make it. Others around us may not. That's just a sad truth. Men's hearts will fail them for the fear of things coming. We don't fear men, but we're alert to His plans and we're going to stay one step ahead of Him. Like with the information that we armed you with tonight, there is something you can still do. Praise God for it. It doesn't have to cost a lot. Let's do it. Do all we can do. And having done all, it says stand. And that's what we're going to do. Praise the Lord. Love y'all. OmegaManRadio.com. We do appreciate free will and love offerings. That's how we're able to stay on. This is a full-time job for me. Where I can get a side gig, I do that. I did work a job for two weeks. I'm thankful for that. It actually uh, helped me not go upside down because donations have been so low. I want to thank those that are coming forward, though, to help us where you can. Uh, it means a lot. OmegaManRadio.com. Whatever you can do to help, it will put fuel in the machine to keep us on the air another day. That's all we can do. Go as far as we can. God bless you in advance. In Jesus' name, we'll see you next time on Omega Man Radio. Have a great night.